our hearts today, Jesus. Minister to our minds, I pray. I give you thanks and glory and honor. In Jesus' great name. All right. If you have a Bible this morning, I'm turning to John's account of the gospel. John chapter 7. John chapter 7 this morning, I'm going to begin reading with verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on Him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And everybody said, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. All right. I'd like to work this morning for a little while on a very simple and yet not so simple topic of God is a Spirit. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. you begin to read the Bible and you try to exercise your God-given faith, for everybody has been given the measure of faith. There is that part of you being a body, soul, and spirit. There is that part of you which is spiritual, that inner person, that spirit. And that when we say that, we're talking about that part of you. When the Bible says it, it's talking about that part of you which is eternal. That we are made after the image and the likeness of God. And that God is a spirit. Okay? John 4 and 24, God is a spirit. It's very important for you to realize about this spiritual part of you. Because of sin, we're separated from God. And we have need of reconnecting with the Lord here. And that's why the good spirit of the Lord made a plan, made a way for each and every one of us that we could reconnect with Him. There could be a reconnection that would take place. Him knowing uh, what had taken place with Adam and Eve and how that they made a terrible mistake, that Eve had transgressed the word of the Lord. If you don't know, you can start right there in Genesis and find out that God means exactly what He says when He forbid them to have anything to do with that particular tree of both the knowledge of both good and evil. And, of course, the enemy went right to work. Whatever God said don't do, here comes the enemy and starts saying it's okay to do it. And, unfortunately, that spirit in us 
that human, that spiritual part of us. Uh, we have a tendency, and I started to say that human spirit. I don't want to confuse you. But we have a spirit in us, and unfortunately it's a human spirit. And uh, it has a, uh, you might say it has a mind of its own. It has a nature of its own. And uh, consequently, that, that spirit in us, uh, the Bible said it, it lusts. It has strong desires. And they are not spiritual desires, they are carnal desires. And that's why Jesus made it clear that we need to be born again of water and of the Spirit. That's why the, the word of the Lord through Ezekiel said that uh, he was going to give us a, a new heart and a new spirit. That something good was on the horizon. The presence of the Lord being well aware of Adam and Eve's transgression and how that His presence would come, the voice of the Lord would come, and communicate with Adam and Eve in the midst of the garden in the day, and that on that particular set time that the Lord would communicate with them, on one particular day, they weren't there. And of course, He began to search for them, and this is all done in a manner to educate us and help us to know what uh, took place, give us a little insight into this thing, for of course, the Spirit of the Lord knew it all before it ever happened because He knows the beginning to the end. And so when He said, uh, you know, Adam, where are you? And so Adam said, well, we're hiding over here in the bushes. And why are you hiding from me? And well, because, you know, we, we, uh, we did wrong here. We were naked and, and we, we were in here clothing ourselves. And um, so the Lord said, well, who told you that you were naked? And, you know, sometimes that's always an interesting thing about who told you. So many people want to try to pan off certain things and get by with certain things, but they don't ever want to really put their finger on who's doing the talking and where, uh, where certain things are coming from. And uh, one of the famous lines, of course, is uh, when somebody tells you something, they say, now don't tell anybody, you know. And, of course, that's about the first thing the person does is they head off to tell somebody. And uh, again, that's that human spirit. That's that human nature. But we have an opportunity, according to the writings of God's Word, to become partakers of God's divine nature. That we can get out of this flesh, or the influence of this flesh, and we can get in the spirit. Because God promised that when He saw what took place with Adam and Eve, and how that they put themselves out of the garden. You want to make... Get it clear in your mind. While God was in control, let's get it straight. It was their actions, their sin, their disobedience that put them in the predicament of being out of the garden. They stepped away from God. They walked away from God. And all of the excuses and all of the reasons don't change the truth of the matter. And that is that God said, Thou shalt not. And the enemy came along and said, It's quite all right. And they believed the wrong voice. They, they identified with the wrong spirit. Anytime you're going to go against God's word, then you're going to be identifying with the wrong spirit, a spirit of disobedience. And the characteristics of Satan, the devil, who was cast out of heaven, and why was he out of heaven? Why did that take place? Because he transgressed the Lord, and he tried to exalt himself above the authority, and he tried to present himself to be God, and he wanted to uh, depose God, if you please, 
And, uh, and God said, well, that's not going to happen. And um, so Satan found himself thrust out of heaven because of his attitude, his actions, and, his, and things that he had to say. And consequently, uh, the Bible teaches he was thrust out of heaven and about a third of the heavenly angels went along with him and those were the ones that listened to the wrong spirit. And they're still uh, listening to that spirit who is still trying to convince them that somehow or another it's all going to turn out all right and that we're, we're going to come out victorious here. And so they believed the liar and they continue to believe the liar because they went away from truth, they went away from what was right. Well, Satan shows up in the garden because anything that God's doing, don't want what God's doing, but now I want to know what God is doing. Want to have my big nose in there. Want to get my lying tongue in there. Got to say something here. And so he, he shows up in the garden and he begins to uh, project his voice through the serpent. And he chose the serpent being a subtle and crafty creature of the earth. And he began to work through him and begin to try to charm Eve and to get her attention. And the more she looked and the more she listened, then the more she went over to that side of things. And pretty soon, here she is taking, play, taking part and going and transgressing exactly what God said not to do and begin to do it and begin to rationalize, well, it looks good. It's good to look upon. This looks good. And uh, instead of letting God teach her what was good and what was not so good. And uh, so that brought about the problem. And that brought about the expulsion from the garden, and they are no longer there. And consequently now, we've got a big problem of sin and, and a separation from God, and now it's going to come upon all of mankind. You know, when somebody does it wrong, they think that they're not hurting anybody else, but they are. They're having a very uh, bad example and a very negative effect on others. And anytime you find Satan in the situation, then you're going to find confusion in the situation. And minds that are in tune with God are very aware of the confusion and the contradiction. And, uh, but people who listen to the spiel of the enemy as he just pours out all of his garbage and his confusion, people that continue to be a part of that and look upon that and gaze upon that and listen to that, then they also will begin to get confused. It's kind of like being around somebody who's got the flu. If you're around them long enough, more likely you're going to get the flu, that airborne uh, type germ. Well, the Bible did say that Satan, the devil, he is the prince and the power of the air. So he's very much in the airborne business and he knows how to get his sinful germs into your heart and into your life. And, and because of what happened with Adam and Eve, then man is concluded unto sin. They find themselves, mankind, under sin here and separated from God. This human nature, this human spirit, which is so opposite the nature of God. But God said, I'm going to have a plan in place here. And we're going to take care of uh, crushing Satan here. We're going to be victorious in the long run. I've set some things in motion and you can study through the Bible as God begins to deal with men and women and how that they begin to listen to the Spirit of the Lord. God is a Spirit. And His Spirit, is his, uh, the Bible teaches going to and fro throughout the whole earth and that He's looking for a heart. He's looking for a mind. He's looking for somebody 
that would be interested in him and would have an inkling of an idea that they want to do it God's way and they don't want to do it the enemy's way. Man seemed, uh, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and he saw how bad the world was and God pronounced it that man's imagination was continuously evil. Man was chasing after all of the wrong things. Just like in our day, it said, as it is in the day, was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of Jesus Christ. And we're watching our world get, uh, as the Bible said, evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse. And we're watching that spirit, that attitude, that, that contrariness, that sinfulness, that unclean spirit, that foul spirit continually manifests itself through more and more and greater population and all kinds of inventions. There are so many filthy, foul, disgusting things that are promoted by this world and advertised by this world and people are taking it in and being evilly affected. You've read the Bible and it has said that their minds were evil affected. Your mind can be evil affected. You've got to get yourself where it is a good spirit and that's what it called God's spirit a good spirit we need thy good spirit we need God's presence to be for the good to be coming our way and to offset and to deliver us from the evil and is it not written deliver us from evil is part of the outline of prayer that we want to pray deliver us save us from the evil that is present in our world help us dear God and so he did and that's where you come to Joel, and he made a um, prophecy go forth through Joel. And he said in Joel 2.28, shall come to pass afterwards, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And he said, your sons and your daughters are going to be a part of it. The old men and the young men are going to be a part of it. I'm going to work a work, and nobody's going to be able to stop it. And I'm glad to be a part of what's unstoppable. I know that God can stop Satan. I know that God can give him a major beatdown. I know that we, through the Spirit of the Lord, can cast out the devil. And I'm so glad to have victory in the Holy Ghost. I'm glad that he is my healer. I'm glad that he's my Savior. And I'm glad he can give me a Holy Ghost born-again experience that will reconnect me with God. Adam and Eve lost contact with God. They got that connection severed. And it was a sad and a sorry day when that took place. God wasn't happy about it. You know, people get the feeling that when somebody uh, does wrong and goes in the wrong direction and, and shows themselves to where you cannot help them any longer, they, people think that you're happy about it. The church is not happy about people that fall. The church is not happy about people that step back and go away and run away from God and His will. The church is not happy about that. God's Spirit is not happy about that. Jesus gave us a beautiful example in the days of His flesh. When the Spirit, God is a Spirit, and when He chose, being invisible, when He chose to show Himself visibly in the, in the body of the man, Christ Jesus. Then the Scripture teaches that Jesus gave a beautiful example when He wept over the city of Jerusalem. He wasn't happy that they were lost. He wasn't happy that they were doing it wrong and saying it wrong and missing the will of the Spirit and that they were headed in wrong directions. They got a hold of him on the way to the cross and they, and they begin to weep, some of them. And Jesus said, don't weep for me. He said, you better weep for yourself and for your children 
You don't want to be ignoring here what's going on. You need to know where you're at. And a man told me the other day, I have been waiting seven months for some paperwork uh, so we can get certain things rolling here with the new building. And I, I um, got the paperwork the other day, actually, and have delivered it, and they're taking the next step, thank God. And I give God thanks for that. But when, the, when I spoke to the man on the, on the phone, because we hadn't got the paperwork yet, and I said, you know, I've been waiting almost seven months here, sir. And I said, I, I really need to, to get this going here. And I said, I just called today to find out where we're at. And he said, well, at? He said, I know where I'm at. And so I just said, okay, then can you tell me where we're at? And uh, so after a while, um, he told me, he said, well, he said, I, uh, I said, I've been told that they sent the papers to you. And he said, uh, he said, well, I don't have any papers. I don't have any papers. And I said, really? I said, well, um, uh, he said, I called them uh, on uh, Wednesday of last week. And I said, yes. And I said, they told me you were supposed to call back on Thursday, and you didn't. And so he said, he said well, you know, I, 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 I'll call them now. I'll call them now. And I said, well, please call them now. And I said, let's see if we can get this. You know, I'm trying to get on the trail of this thing and track it down here. And so finally, I got a hold of him again, and he said, he said uh, I, I got the papers. I got the papers. They are here. They are here. They came in the mail. They're here. I said, okay, good. He said, now all you got to do is write me a check for $200. I said, I already wrote the check. You mailed the check? I said, I already mailed the check. He said, when did you mail the check? Who did you mail the check to? I said, I mailed it to the Palm Beach County Board of County Commissioners. And I said, and I mailed it. Gee, let me let's check the checkbook. Yes, I, che I mailed it on May 25th. And we all know that this is June. And I said, and um, the only thing I did notice, I said, the check hasn't been collected yet. He said, well, let me, I don't know. He said, I don't know. He said, let me, let me call you back. I said, okay. Got my number? Yeah. I said, okay. Well, he called me back. I apologize. I apologize. I got the check. I got the check. You know, but all this coming from a guy who says, I know where I'm at. I don't know where you're at, but I know where I'm at. Well, it's the same thing with this good word of God. You know, there's a lot of people want to tell you they know where they're at. A lot of people want to act like they owe know so much. And, of course, with some of these people, the first order of business, it's like the Bible said, um, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Oh, no, I don't have the Holy Ghost. No, I don't have the Holy Ghost. No, I don't have the Holy Ghost. But you know where you're at. But you, you, you have all the answers, right? And you're leading the parade here, right? But, but you don't have the Holy Ghost. You know, it all starts with God's plan in our lives. It, it starts with us submitting ourselves to the plan of God and to the work of God. Us getting our spirit under subjection to his spirit, which is something the devil and a third of the heavenly host failed to do. And they lost, they lost their estate, their heavenly estate. Everything that God had, had planned for them and outlined for them and was putting it under their uh, authority, if you please, they lost it all. Every good thing that had been done and every good thing that was planned, they basically walked out on it and they lost it because of their actions, because their spirit got in opposition to God's spirit and God's will. How much better for you and I? How is it written that I should fall upon the rock and be broken? That means that's me and that's me saying, oh God, I want to do it your way. I know that I am an uncontrollable. What did it say? Save yourselves from this untoward generation, this ungovernable. They despise authority. Save yourself from that attitude. Save yourself from that 
Yeah, that wisdom that's from beneath, from the earth of the devil, that is not easily entreated, that is impure, and that is not of the right spirit. You get saved from that. You get delivered from that. God, help me. I know I'm out of control. I know I'm in confusion. And I really do not know where I'm at. I need your help. So I'm going to fall upon the rock, and Jesus is the rock. That's the name of the rock, Jesus. Let me fall upon the rock. And let me be broken. Let me get a broken spirit. Instead of a hard spirit, let me get a broken spirit. Okay? Instead of a proud spirit, let me get a humble spirit. All right? Let me, instead of an unclean spirit, let me get a clean spirit. God, I need, I need you to work a work here, a work that you said you'd do. I need you to not only, and it's not enough for God to begin the work, but as it is written that he will complete that work. He'll finish that work. But it's going to be up to you. Because he said, through this born again experience, through my plan, through me giving you of my spirit, saith the Lord. Yeah, let me say that from the word of God. Let me give to you the good spirit of the Lord. And then he's going to tell you that I'm going to lead you and guide you into all truth. I'm going to deliver you from sin. I'm going to guide every, I'm going to order the steps of the righteous and blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness and seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the kingdom of God is righteousness in the Holy Ghost let me begin to follow those steps let me get in that pathway let me follow that good spirit so I can be led in the right direction so that I can get away from the confusion and from the sin or the cancer, the leprosy that's eating me up and destroying my life. What did it say? You know, you've got people that want to go around and tell you they've got God and they know where they're at. But uh, the Bible said very plainly in Isaiah, it said, woe to them that go down to the world that are involved in a worldly pattern and a worldly way and they cover with a covering that is not of my spirit, saith the Lord. I'm telling you, everything that says it's of God is not of God. Unfortunately, there's many a human, what did it say about the prophets? And so-called prophets call themselves prophets. It said that they, they, uh, they, they're prophesying out of their own spirit. He said they're not prophesying by my spirit. It's their own spirit that's doing that. You've got to get into this experience to where and stay with this word of God to where you can discern between what's God's spirit and what's a human spirit, what's of the Holy Ghost and what's of an unholy spirit. It said there's, what did it say? There's, Peter said there's many false prophets gone out into the world. And he said, and as there was among them, even so there'll be false teachers among you. And they're going to say things that aren't in the Bible and try to pass it off as truth and say it's okay. But the ones that are going to uh, be able to bring truth, and stand up to truth are the ones that are going to have the gift of the Holy Ghost and are baptized in Jesus' name. They're not going to be also rams. They're not going to be brand X's. They're not going to be imitations or counterfeits. They're going to be people that have been tried and tested and proven. Daniel, in writing, uh, getting the vision and writing about, inspired to write about end time things, he made it clear that, that many were going to fall and that was going to prove out to be a trying attesting for others that that would make them stronger and that they would again know the difference. You're going to see more and more falsehood. 
you're going to see people twist things in all kinds of ways because they're driven by all kinds of different motives. Their motives. This is a world that Jesus said about the, the mammon, the false God of greed. People are going to run after money. They're going to chuck God overboard, if you please, for money. They're going to throw over God in His ways for the things of this world. But Jesus said a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that he possesses. Let me tell you, the rich man going to die just like the poor man. He may die in a golden bed, go in a golden casket, but he's going to die just the same. And I'm telling you, it's where you're going to go from this world to the next is what's going to count, whether you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And I want to tell you, this Bible teaches plainly that there is a heaven and there is a hell. But religion will tell you, false prophets will tell you that there is no hell. They'll tell you there's no hell. There's no hell. And they will, they will continually minister to the human spirit. That's why the original church in your Bible, Acts chapter 2, when Jesus introduced the church in Matthew 16, 16 through 18, and then when he birthed the church in Acts chapter 2, and that church that Jesus started began to go forth into all the world. That's why there were people that took the wrong spirit, they listened to the wrong thing, and they got the wrong attitude, and they left the church. They stepped away from the church, and they said, we're going over here. Well, over here was leaving Jerusalem, where Jesus started the church, the mother church, and they went to Rome. They went to where the, 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 the seat of Satan was, if you please just went and sat right down there and began to get together with the emperor of that time and begin to, to, to join ranks with him because Rome at that time was the world ruling power in the earth. And uh, even, the, even the, the ones that had just got the Holy, were coming to the, to the last stage here, Jesus sending them to get the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. Even at the last second here, they, they asked Jesus in his departure. They said, Wilt thou again at this time restore the kingdom unto Israel? And he said, that's, that's, You're missing it here. That's not what we're talking about here. My kingdom, I already told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were this world, he said, I'd pop my finger and I'd have uh, 40 or 50,000 angels here right now. You talk about uh, taking care of business, we'd take care of business. He said, but that's not the way the plan is. The plan is that we're going to reap a harvest. We're going to save souls. We're giving the whole world an opportunity for God, being a spirit soul of the world, that he provided that flesh, that invisible provided that visible, and that whosoever would believe on him, as the scripture have said, could have this great experience and be saved and delivered and have everlasting life. And that's where Jesus stood in the days of his earthly ministry and told them, he said, listen, I'm crying out aloud among you and I'm telling you that you've got to begin to believe as the scripture has said. And, he, and it told them, it said it plain, this spake he of the spirit, which he said, which you must receive. You ought to receive. You should receive. Jesus said, you must be born again of water and spirit. This is something you got to do. This is something you can't push off. This isn't something you can twist around. This isn't something that you want to listen to false teachings and, and out of the mouths of false prophets and, and wind up confused and just going, so, so to speak, from the frying pan literally into the fire. You don't want to do that. You don't want to add mistake to mistake. And that's what when he said that they try to cover, but 
They're covered. That's like Adam and Eve. They tried to cover with the fig leaves in the garden. And God, God, God said, who told you? You know, what are you doing? You, you're never going to be able to hide your, your sin and your mess and your dirt with that little fig leaf religion you're, you're conjuring up there. That's not going to work. And so it was that they, ever since, all kinds of false religions have tried to, to make their own way to heaven. Wasn't it Nimrod? Uh, uh, and God was watching him as he was hunting through the earth and the spirit that was growing there. And, and they tried to build a tower to heaven without God. And that's the enemy that got thrust out of heaven, that same old spirit. He wants to sweep God aside, push God aside, and he wants to foist himself to the front. The Bible said in 2 Thessalonians, in the time in which we're living and quickly approaching here, that he's going, Satan is going to show himself in the flesh and that he's going to try to mimic what God did, and he's going to show himself in the temple of God that he is God. He's going to pass himself off, and that's your beast and the, and the false prophet that you read in Revelation, friend. I'm telling you, the enemy has got a great big lie to sell this world, and the lie keeps getting bigger, and they keep swallowing it more and more. All the more reason that you want the truth. All the more reason that you want the Spirit of truth. God grant, this spake he of the Spirit. I'm, I'm going to put a new heart and a new spirit in people. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to pour out my Spirit. Okay? And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And you'll be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit of God will be in your heart and in your life. And when he comes in, he is the master interior designer. And he sends in, made for you, long before uh, they got that going on the side of the, of the van and the little business they got going, I'm telling you, God already had the cleaning service. And he absolutely will send this beautiful experience into your life that will clean you up. You're going to think differently. Your desires will be different. You no longer will have those lustful desires. Uh, lust is a strong desire for fleshly, carnal things. And you no longer will desire that. You're going, and, and the enemy's going to come in and say, you don't want to give that up. You don't want to quit partying. You don't want to quit snorting. You don't want to quit involving yourself with all the things you're involved with. You want to feed on that. And, and as you do, you're just feeding the flesh. You're feeding the human spirit. And yet the appetite is never satisfied. I'm telling you, the one that can satisfy you is the spirit. And that's what he was talking about in trying to tell them, you've got to believe on me as a scripture has said if you do that you're going to get an experience out of your innermost being is going to come a river of pure water crystal clear there's not going to be any contaminant in it there's not going to be any particular matter that's going to make you sick there's going to be that which will give you health and give you healing and give you blessing and give you encouragement and help you to head one step in front of another on the straight and the narrow heading for that gate of pearl if you please and a street of gold heading towards heaven to be with Jesus for all of eternity. Amen. Let me tell you, all of your bad days, all of your difficult days, all of your times that you find yourself depressed and unhappy and scrambling to try to get something to go right, I'm going to tell you what, those days are going to be multiplied without number. There will be no number. And the one who causes all that misery in your life, that's the one you're going to be with. And it's going to be one more mess. I'm telling you, you want to get yourself away from falsehood. And you want to get the truth. And once getting the truth, the Bible said you buy this truth with your faith. And he said, and you don't ever sell it. You don't let anything. There's no amount of money I'm going to give my Holy Ghost for. 
I'm telling you that. There's no amount of anything that the devil, by God's grace, that the devil tries to tempt me with that I want any part of. I want what God has. I want to say no to my flesh. I want to die daily to my flesh. And I want to ask God to help me to submit myself to the book and to leadership, to the Spirit of the Lord, and to do what God would have me do. Because in the final analysis, and there will come a final analysis, it is appointed unto everybody once to die, and after that, the judgment. I plan on having all my judgment bills paid up ahead of time, and all of that sent on and taken care of. I don't want that following me like a bunch of weights, and that I have to carry that with me to the judgment, and hear myself uh, uh, pronounced unclean and wrong, and, and headed for the lake of fire. Don't want that. I want to be with the church. I want to be with the body of Christ. I want to be with people that are going to do it right by God's grace and hang in with it. I want to separate myself from the sinner and the sinful. I want God to help me to fall upon the rock, to willing, have a willing spirit, to willingly fall upon that rock, to have a believing spirit, that I will believe the things that He's saying to me through the Word of God. And I'll show faith in that. Exercise faith in that. We're living in a world where there is a monumental amount of deception that is building and building and building. And there's, they know how to, they have spin doctors. They know how to spin things. They know how to twist it. And they've got a teacher of old before the foundation of the world. And he has come to teach them how to spin things and how to twist things and how to undermine things and how to convince people and persuade people of things that are not true and not right. And you better tell yourself, I've got to get a mind for truth. I've got to get a heart for truth. Somehow I've got to fall on this rock and be broken. I've got to submit myself to truth. If it, if it says it, then that's it. Many a person comes right up against truth, right up in their face, and, and then they dodge away from it. They duck away from it. They shut down the, the processes of their mind, and they go into full-blown denial. And they will somehow get away from that chapter and verse. Many a person, I told you about the bank president, and in his office, he pulled his Bible out of the credenza behind him, swung back around, and said, what is it that you preach again? And I said, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, sir. And he opened his Bible, and he read it out loud. And immediately he flipped by and said, well, what about John 3, 5? Just like the Bible's in a contradiction or something. In other words, he wasn't going to, to muse. You ever read that word in the Bible? He wasn't going to muse over Acts 2.38. He was going to shut down everything and avoid that and evade that and ran over to his favorite little candy, skips, candy stick scripture and doesn't even really know what that means. And I'm going to tell you, all the scriptures are wonderful. I believe all of them, all close to 800,000 words in the Bible. I believe it, okay? But you've got to get it in subject matter. I believe in all the numbers, but when I, if I was to go to that safe in, in the bank, I can't open that safe. I don't know the combination to it. I know all the I can count to 100. I can count a little further than that, as a matter of fact. You know? But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get that combination open. You hear me? Well there's, well, there's a lot of people, you know, that they claim, oh, I know how to read. But that doesn't mean they're going to get the right combination because this is the truth. And you gotta, you've got to let him open your understanding. You have to yield yourself to him. I'm telling you, you've got to get a humble and a contrite spirit before him. You can't come haughty and you can't come proud and you, and you, and you can't come uh, like you know all that and, uh, and you're all that. You've got to come to the Lord humbly. 
You've got to come to Him and show Him your need. And you've got to be open to what He has to say and then He's going to do some opening. You open the door of your heart and He said, I'm going to come in and I'll sup with you and you with me. I'll bring everything you have need of. You know, you've often heard when you go to somebody's house, you're invited for dinner, you should bring a little something or cake or something. You bring something as the guest. But let me tell you, when Jesus comes, He brings it all from A to Z. He brings the whole meal. He opens up the kitchen of heaven and begins to feed you with everything you have need of. All He wants you to do is open the door. That's all He wants you to do is open the door to your heart. Quit fighting Him. Quit resisting Him. Quit trying to figure it out your way and following the prince and the power of the air that's leading you astray and going in all kinds of crazy directions. You better tell yourself, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Spirit. This spake He of the Spirit. He was trying to get them in line with the plan because it wasn't going to be too many days after this that He was going to pour out of that Spirit that He was telling about because it said that He he, he, listen to what it said. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Why not? Because Jesus hadn't yet died on the cross, and he hadn't yet risen from the dead. So that's what was going to take place, because that was a big reason why Jesus came and gave his life on the cross, and then absolutely was buried he died, he was buried, and then he rose again. And upon rising again, then the promise, he said, it's finished. The promise is now coming. The promise of the Spirit. That's why he told them in getting them ready to go get it. He said uh, repentance and remission of sins was to be preached in his name. That's Jesus. That's, that's Luke 24 and 47. And then he went on to say in verse 49, he told him, you're witnesses of these things. I've been telling you this. Now, you're a witness. You've seen my glory. You've seen all the things that's been done. He said, and, 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 and telling them now that you should go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Spirit, which saith he, you've heard of me. And so they, he's sending them. He's, he's giving them. Then he tells them in last minute instructions. He said, uh, go receive the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Go do this. Get this done. Don't put this off. Don't procrastinate. Don't be like the foolish. You're going to find yourself too late. You're going to find that you put it off till you put it off until you're so overcome by the wrong spirit and spirits that you will not be able to find the time or the place or the strength to get this great experience. We were praying for a man just recently who's very close to the point of death. And uh, been praying for him. Uh, everything's great. He'll talk to you, and he's all, you know, all optimistic and happy and wants you to pray for anything. But the minute you start praying for him, just shuts that mouth. And we're trying to tell him, you need to open that mouth. You need to let God get send his spirit into your heart and speak through you. And uh, just, just the spirit just comes right there. Holy Ghost will be there. The power of God will be there. But that human spirit, that unbelieving spirit just shuts down. A spirit of fear that just shuts it down. Oh, friend, come on now. You've got to shake off. Isn't that what people want to say to you? Do you handle snakes? And the only way I'm going to handle a snake is to cast it out. That's the only way I'm going to handle it. And, and I'm not playing uh, uh, patty cake with any snakes. Thank you very much. And I told you about the woman that got involved with some people, and they believed in snake handling. And, and uh, so when, they, when the snake got to you, you know, you're supposed to feel the power of God. And so when the snake was next to come to her, she said, Hoka Masoka Messiah passed me by. <laughs> well, she didn't have sense enough to be around that group, but uh, at least she had sense enough to pass by, huh? To forego that. 
And uh, you'd be surprised. People will reach out to anything. They'll find some obscure, obscure thing, something that uh, you hardly ever hear about. Your Bible certainly doesn't teach anything like that. Okay, but what the Bible does teach you is that when in building a fire and trying to get things going and having survived all of the onslaught of the enemy and now the Apostle Paul is, on a, is in a country where there's brand new people and he, and he wants to get the fire going and get things going and, and out of the wood leaps a viper upon him, a venomous viper and latches onto his arm and the Bible said that the Apostle Paul shook it off and he felt no harm, felt no harm. Oh, yeah. He wasn't playing with the snake. He wasn't trying to prove to anybody that he had the power of God. You know, if you just live for God, the proof of the pudding will come out. The proof of the Spirit in your life will be manifest. You don't have to put your chest out, and you don't have to brag on yourself, and you don't have to try to position yourself all the time to get some kind of limelight and some kind of human recognition. I'm not looking for the applause of man. I want the uh, the commending of the Spirit. I want God to commend me. I don't want man's applause. I don't need man's promotion. I need the Holy Ghost. I need God to stand by me. I need the Spirit, and this faith be of the Spirit. Trying to point them in the right direction of what was coming down the pike, so to speak. God is fixing to pour out His Spirit. Fixing to be a great move of God. All these millenniums have gone by. And it's been handed down and handed down and prophesied and foretold about. And guess what? Now the time is here. And that's why the Bible said when Jesus gave them those last minute instructions, receive you the Holy Ghost. And He gave them a blessing. He gave them an encouragement. And down the road they went about a half a mile and assembled together in the upper room, and they begin to have church. They begin to pray and worship and give supplication. to. And supplication is your humility before the Lord. And as they did that, then the Bible teaches that it was the right time. It was the appointed time. It was the time of fulfilling those Old Testament scriptures that were given in preview, given in foreshadowing. And so now the Spirit of the Lord is about to be poured out. The 50th day after the Passover, it was a feast of first fruits and the ingathering of the harvest. And that, spiritually speaking, was God begin to reap the harvest. As He poured out His Spirit, they were all filled with the Spirit. They all began to speak with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave them the utterance or the ability to do so. And then Peter stands up among them and begins to preach the first sermon on the first day of the church that Jesus started. And in preaching that, the people said, what shall we do? And then Peter told them, it's very simple, and he's telling you, he's telling us, he's telling everybody through the church, repent of your sins, be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the full pardon of your sins. Just take a moment and close your eyes and burn with humiliation and shame when you run down the catalog of your life and all the things that you know that you said wrong and did wrong and the way you acted wrong. Even things that maybe you, sometimes you didn't do it, but you felt it all over you. That old nasty spirit. Get baptized in Jesus' name. And all of that gets forgiven. All of that gets sent away. And all of that gets remembered no more. How wonderful and beautiful is that. And when you come up out of the water, then the Bible teaches you're a candidate from that point on to receive the free gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's what Jesus said. He's speaking of the Spirit. That's what He's telling you. You believe on Him as the Scripture has said, you're going to get an experience that out of your innermost, out of the inner man, out of that which will be reconnected, that's spiritual now, 
Get away from that carnal. Get in the spirit. Romans 7, Romans 8. 7 tells you all about the negatives of the flesh. And then 8 tells you all about the positives of the spirit. This spake he of the spirit. That's why I'm here. I'm getting ready to give my, my flesh, my life on the cross. And when I do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take three days to go to hell. And I'm going to preach to the spirits that are in prison there. And then I'm going to rise again from the dead. Because I got power to lay my life down. And I got power to raise it back up again. And when I come up out of there, I'm going to be glorified. And I'm going to be the firstborn of them. In other words, one day you're going to join me. And you're going to also rise again from the dead. And those that are alive and remain are going to meet us together in the air and so shall we ever be I'm telling you I got a plan here I got a street of gold I got gates of pearl and walls of jasper I got everything lined out I'm telling you I've made a place for you in the body of Christ how about pulling up take your old you know ever watch people they come to church I did it and you got that old I had to always park in the front but you got that broken down jalopy you know my first car here you could get in the trunk without opening it them rust holes were so big you can reach right in there. But you know, people normally want to drive their, their jalopy and their not-so-good-looking vehicle further away from the front of the church. I don't think they should do that, but they do. But let me tell you something. And they only want to bring their brand-new styling car right in the front, you know, park where I can't hardly open the door, look like. Got to show my vehicle, right? Got to show my 27s. Got to pump up my juice here. Come on. Oh, yeah, I want to get that right in the front. Well, let me tell you something. You can bring your old jalopy, broken down, sinful self, and you can bring it right in the door because he wants to baptize you in Jesus' name and he wants to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost and turn your jalopy into a brand new spirit, a brand new life. Amen. Let's stand together and let's love the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, let's love Him here a moment. Take a moment to love Him. Let His good Spirit touch your heart. The good presence of the Lord. I need you, Jesus. We all need you, Holy God. We need your touch and we need your presence. We need the beautiful presence of God right here, right now. Jesus, Holy Come on now. Let's give our God a big hand together, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You want to start getting what Jesus is talking about. I've heard people, and all they do, just a bunch of words, a bunch of general, generalizing words. You know, general sermons get you general results. You're not going to, people have to be told. And I'm telling you, and I pray I'll always tell you. And I've told you before, if I leave the book, you leave me. But if I'm staying with the book, you stay with me. And I'm staying with the book. I'm staying with chapter and verse. I'm telling you what you need. Amen. And I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I'm here to give you the good feelings. Give you what the Holy Ghost would give to you. His good spirit. He said, I want to give you an experience that right on the deep inside of you is going to be like a river. And it's going to spring up into everlasting life. Amen and amen. Come on, give God another big hand. Hello. Come on. Yes, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good. 